Welcome to another episode of the Best Case You Could Podcast, aka the podcast about nothing. I am your host, CZ Ray for Lauren. And as usual, I'm not alone. I'm with my brethren, Bilo Mike Just and Prince Dre's. Yes, um, Also, for the very first time on the show, we have a Historic guest. Event. So, this is a monumental, this is an auspicious occasion. For the first time on the show, we have a guest, and she goes by the name of Nanette. Yay! Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, historic moment, first of many. Uh, Nanette, welcome to the Best Cave Secret Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you for having me, guys. I love pioneering things. Sorry, I'm a bit... um. I'm a bit raspy, you know, it's been a great weekend, that's how I'm doing. You can <laughs> tell. It's been a vibe. It's been a vibe this past yeah. weekend. I also, nah, definitely. But this weekend I'm good. very happy to be here. I'm a fan of the show, you know. So, I can't believe I'm like the first guest, you know. I, I Like I said, I love pioneering things. If I'm going to be the first anything, darling, give it to me. <laughs> of course, of course. No, of course. Yeah, Um. so, you know... You are saying you've had a big weekend, but I also feel like it's been a big year for you. A lot has happened, which I would like to get into, of course, during our time today. And starting in Jan or Feb, you know, the rollout started for the debut album. Wait, wait, wait. What if, like, the people listening don't know who the night is? Like, I have to tell people what I do. Well, I mean, of course, our listeners know you, but... For the record, hmm. yes. Uh, what? No, what, what if this reaches like unknown ears? Yeah. Okay, so my name is Nanette. I'm a singer-songwriter from Durban originally. Shout out to 031. Yeah, you know shout the vibes, let's go. 031 babies <laughs> in the building. shout out to the Nums, Sidnam. Um, but I'm based in Joburg. I dropped my debut album this year called Bad Weather. And um, yeah, I'm an R&B artist, but I just, you know, make what I want to make because I do what I want to do and I'm just a cool girl. Yeah, that's me. Tell them, queen. Okay, Tell now them. you can carry cool on, girl. CZ. Sorry for hijacking your moment. <laughs> it's calm. It's calm. Yeah. Um, so the rollout started and I want to know from you, how was the journey of preparing for the release? Because, you know, we had conversations, you know, uh, offline. And uh, I just want to know from you, how, in what mind state were you at in preparation for your official debut album? Because I feel like with you, your journey was a bit different than most. Um, a lot of the time we see artists dropping singles and singles, and then they go to the EP, maybe one or two EPs, and then a mixtape, and then they get to the album. But with yeah. you, it was like one and done, really, you know? Yeah. Out the gate. Straight into NBA, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From high school, straight to the big leagues. Yeah. yeah. So how was that? There were a lot of times I felt like I was making the wrong decision. And there were a lot of times I felt like I was going crazy. And I was like, not really feeling the project. I was very insecure about what it's like what I what I had done and at the same time there would be times I'd be like, Oh, actually, this is cute, like this is nice, this is nice, yeah. okay, stop tripping, like um but you know, I think that 
throughout everything I had to remind myself that I can't turn back now you know like I've started it I have to finish what I started because in starting something I've now brought along other people on this journey who have you know contributed their effort and their energy into me saying okay I want to do this music can I swear yeah, yeah of course this music shit I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry <laughs> so it's like this is a team thing now like bad weather very very quickly wasn't a individual thing it wasn't like just me it became like a, a obviously like all projects a group thing and so many people gave up so much of their time and their effort and their love to make bad weather just like I did and I had to just like hold on to that and push aside my insecurities and say okay well ain't shit you gonna do you you gave the label the project what the fuck you gonna do now take it back like yeah. you have to just stand on your word and I was also encouraged a bit by the amount of support that I was getting you know with just dream girl dream girl actually got quite a response it did yeah. and I was shocked my favorite song from you, by the way. Really? Definitely. It's, it's yeah, Dreamgirl's mm. response was crazy, and that, and I'm still very grateful for that. Mm. So by the time I dropped the album, um, and then people started reacting to, like, their favorite songs, and then, like, they were performance favorites, and all of that was really beautiful. And mm. I think, to be honest, how I coped with the pre-rollout was just, praying for the moments that I experience now mm. yeah. yeah like that hope but what would you say was like the hardest part of the process of making that album hey consumes <laughs> where would you start <laughs> you know m making music mm. is easy guys like mm. well to some of us yeah Making music is just <laughs> <laughs> no. Now nah, you see, you made, me, you made me sound like I'm saying that in a weird way. Nah, it's no. not even like for real. The talented, we know that. So mm -hmm. not sure. Some of us making music is cool, mm -hmm. you know, like it's fun. So, mm -hmm. but there's so much more to making music and and then releasing that music and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that the hardest part about making the project mm. was the logistics like i had never dropped anything like mm. cz said like other people do like a, a little cute single and yeah i had never dropped anything more so with the major label mm. so then in my crazy libra undecisive mind of course i said lines. fuck that yeah. i actually want to do a full album i have a story to tell yeah and at the time, we didn't even know what we were going to talk about. But I was just like, nah, man. I'm trying to do some different shit. Like, I always tell CZC, I'm trying to be different, bro. So I was like, I don't know how to tell a story. I, I'm not a single gal anyway. Like, I'm not a drop a single. Then I'm like, nah, it's not me. I always grew up listening to full bodies of work, you know. In fact, like, I won't even lie. I never knew about the concept of a single until, like, later on like until now i'm only realizing now what a single is like i even used to ask my manager what's an ip what's a single like what what do they mean because like my whole life i've only understood that there's an album yeah 
Like there's a full body project because I was listening to like old shit. So I was like, ugh, man, it doesn't have to be long. Let's just make it, you know, a cute little album. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what is relevant to me now? And bad weather came somehow. Do you remember how? There's a lot. I mean, I when we when we first started, we started with just like some demos, like rough sketches of ideas, yeah. right? And one of the first ideas we worked on was Dream Girl. Yes. Um, and I think from the day that she sent the demo, I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, I knew it. I was like, this, this is yeah. it. Like, yeah. we have something here, right? And then we started just building from there. But it was never the thing of we are working on an album. It was just like, let's just make some nice songs. We're going to put out an EP, you know, casual. Let's start, you know, let's do like the traditional route, basically. Yeah. But somehow you step back and you've got this story. And it's literally, it's like bad weather. Everything is tied into it. It's like, oh, I guess the story found you. Would that be a correct way to, Yeah. I think the story came to you rather than us seeking the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened like, it happened exactly as the intro like describes the intro is very simple it's just about me being stuck in like my head in a dark room you know the weather is like i was saying this to my friend yesterday i don't know how but i automatically my mood automatically is linked to the weather like i know mm, other people yeah. don't really like experience it that deep but for me it's deep like as soon as i see one dark cloud you start to feel like, it. Oh, so that's where the title comes from now. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I've just never liked bad weather or mm. being alone in bad weather. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a deeper fear. I used to always say to my grandmother, like, because I was raised by my grandmother and she's a nurse. Mm. So there were times when I was very young where she'd have to work night shift. And it was just me and her. So, like, it was like, it felt like from a very young age, I was, like, spending a ridiculous amount of hours alone. Yeah. Mm. But in the darkness... And I just never liked that. Like, as a kid, you're not going to like a thunderstorm and the dark. So I think I always carried that internalized, like, anxiety, I guess, of being alone in an uncomfortable situation. And I won't lie, that leads me to my next thing, because it's like, Bad Weather is basically a story and accumulation of a whole lot of things. Yeah. How do you get to that point? Because, like, like you said, that's a fear. So it's hard to revisit a fear or to feel that when you're writing it down, I mm. feel. So how does it feel for you to actually reach those vulnerable points and how do you get there without it being too triggering for you as well? Hmm. Well, the triggers, will, I, maybe I should add them onto the list. That yeah. question that you asked, what was the hardest part? Revisiting the triggers was hard, but I wanted to use like the album making process is also an experience you know to help me heal to help me like have my own therapy sessions that i knew would eventually be publicized yeah, yeah. but um like i i really love music i fight it a lot yeah though i fight my love for music a lot but that shit just pulls me back you know um and i wanted to make music like i wanted to sing about real shit like it was so heavy on my mind and it was plaguing my mind so much that like eventually it was going to explode and i wanted to control how it explodes yeah mm. and the best way i could do that is pen and paper and, and on the mic so i did just that you know i had to like be serious about wanting to talk about shit 
Okay. No, yeah. and, and you're not always going to want to talk to like a therapist all the time about some things, especially things that like you've spoken about before. It ends yeah. up becoming redundant. Yeah. So I was like, let me just talk about some deep shit over some slightly pleasant beats and see what they say. <laughs> yeah, soften the blow. Just you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. What would you say was one of like one of the hardest lyrics to or songs or verse to write um a verse or a line where once you once you like put it down or once you recorded you knew that you'd have to have some level of courage to share this with the world what was that for you it's quite a few <laughs> I mean, it is it is a heavy album, I mean, but we like used to talk about this shit. Like, I used, I used to sit and think, oh my god, what are my parents gonna think? Yeah. I know specifically in the nice guy, there's like one line that's not even that deep. I just say, making a man. What do I say? No, 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 no. Make a man's good father. What do I say? Yeah, something? trying to make a man's father. Now you like something. swearing at parents, yeah, in your music. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah. We don't get along twenty four seven. Yes, fighting demons, trying to make a man's father. We don't get along twenty four seven. Yada yada yada. Mm. I, I used, I, I sat there and I thought, oh my god, Obama's was gonna be so angry. Like, why am I, you know, singing about him like that? And I'm just like. When the album came out, my daddy ain't said nothing. Daddy said, I'm so proud of you, girl. I said, in my head, you overreacting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what other line? I, I would think, what are we going to say? Like, when I say, I was, why is the pussy the only thing that got them proper? But mm. I, I had to say that shit because I was just upset. I reached a point where I felt like, nobody likes me for anything but my genitalia. Mm. And that needs to be addressed. But you know what I'm saying? Don't you think with regards to that? Okay, this is specific, but don't you just think with regards to that, um, don't you think males are just, they'll always look at that first? It's not necessarily they don't like you, but that's just what they look at first. How do you look at that? Like, do you have superhero eyes? <laughs> no, I'm I, saying I not look at it. you but look at or consider? Because... Okay, we're going into another conversation, but let me just let's say... Not, let's not, let me steer it <laughs> Yeah, let's just turn it back, you know yeah, what I mean? We're going, back to the we're next gonna go, We're going to go left, but uh, yeah, no, no. I hear you. What I was hear it, you. But the overall hardest song to write, I think... I think it was actually Vent, because Vent was like... A, it came up on the spot, so it was mm. like a, a point of like having a very bad day. and But like it was like an accumulation of a lot of bad days and then there was just this one day where i broke down and i was like i can't do this anymore mm. chat guys but i couldn't really like really show that i was like going through hell and back because i had to make this album and i had to like still show up to studio and do shit and i still had commitments but shit was horrible so i pulled up to studio and i was just like to Lee, yeah man that's a, it's a horrible day let's let's do something and then i told lee that i had this melody in my head the bum 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 that i'd been playing in my head for two weeks like i swear to god i don't even know what to do with it but that was just in my head ringing consistently and then we tracked the song and then it was time to write the song and i was like this is so hard because i'm trying to make a nice composed song but i'm also just trying to rage over some like jazzy shit and say 
F P P P P P P P P like ah. Mm. No, like you did it. I felt it. I was like, some of the words. I was like, damn, like you know, this could be at me, and this could be for someone else. So I was like, let's go. Yeah. Um, I bet you thought I was gonna say dream girl. I don't say back what I say, and people <laughs> always think I like always think I feel bad. No. Really, do I you stand by my truth. Even yeah. when you said, uh, "What was that line you His said?" His daddy still don't like, like me, so I stand by my yeah, truth. Yeah, you, you said fuck the parents. I was like, why? You know? <laughs> oh, because <laughs> oh, yeah. you said the parents don't really like you. Yes, yeah, so uh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That yeah, was that was that was a tough line. That, that was, was my favorite line to put in there. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun that one to put fun. in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just that's just me. Sometimes I just. Say the unthinkable, okay. but it's spicy. It's so nice. you see lines like that, like the really personal lines. When you put them in the music, they're controversial. Definitely. Um, but how does how do you deal with the like the what can I say like the reaction or maybe just the response from the people you might be talking about or just fans in general? Like when they say, "Oh, who are you talking about when you say it?" If this person or whatever the case may be, like how do you deal with that? So far, no one has ever come up to me and said, "Oh, bro, like you were talking about me." No. Not yeah. Okay. But <laughs> fans, and if they do come up, I'll be like, "Yeah." Like you did me wrong. Like, what am I supposed to do? What What difference does it make that I went on the song and did like a really nice song, and I subtweeted you on my song, but like only you will know. The rest of the world won't know I'm Dabas. What difference is that between you going and telling your cousin what happened? No, but some people would just feel like, oh, but that was a personal situation between us two. They might feel away, but you say that's never happened. So that's never happened. Okay. If it does happen, I don't think I'll care. You wouldn't care anyway, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, with my fans, like I'm always just like, hey man, I speak my truth. Mm-hmm. So you're comfortable I'm just with like, putting? It's nice, isn't it? Doesn't it, you don't no, like? Nice. What I'm saying? We, we love it. It's real shit. Because there's a whole lot of people out there whose in-laws don't like them. Mm. And at, some point, and at some point, just because somebody's like family or very close to you, at some point, if somebody don't fuck with you, you just gotta say, okay, well, fuck you too. Yeah. And just move on with your life. And you have to draw the, the lines. Exactly. Um, boundaries. That's just the code, okay. bro. Uh, earlier on, you were talking about how, you know, your relationship with bad weather, the clouds and the, you know... <clears throat> I'm sure there's a word for it. Something phobia. I don't know. Like astrophobia or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'll Google it. Yeah, I think it's called that. I I might be wrong. I think it's called astrophobia, whatever. But Sounds like space shit. Astrophobia sounds like an astro world. (laughs) (laughs) My question to you, Nan, is, um, you know, when you're writing these songs you have to go back, you have to revisit these places, right? Um, These moments of insecurity and vulnerability. How has working on these songs helped you process uh, some of these uh, traumatic experiences or how has it helped you deal with it, essentially? Okay, before I answer, has it even it's helped you? Yeah. It's it's astrophobia. 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 Yeah. It's astrophobia. Hey, hey, Not astro, Run me my money. Encyclopedic and brain. you know, I really almost said, how much you want to pay? I've been like, I knew it was right. If he says it, I know, bruh. Yeah, <laughs> Run me my money. Yeah, I guess I have astrophobia. Then. <laughs> I sh- 
Yeah. Astro World Things. Astro. <laughs> but yeah. Um, How did they help me? Yeah. Did it even help? Because, you know, sometimes I speak to people. And I know this for myself mm. as well. Just because you're able to write about it, it and articulate it, it doesn't mean you know how to process it or yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Right. So working on these songs for Bad Weather specifically, um, did it help? And if so, how did it help you process and deal with these fears and traumatic experiences that stem from, you know, when you were a child and up until now? It's a double-edged sword. I mean, on one side, it did help. On the other, it's like some of the things I speak about are obviously still there. They're still relevant in my life. And it's just like sometimes when you get to express something, all it's doing is putting it out there just for you to reflect and see constantly, you know, just for you to like regurgitate it doesn't mean it's gonna fix it doesn't mean it's going to you know change doesn't mean your feelings towards it are going to evolve or like you're gonna be less triggered it's just gonna be there but i think that um before then i just did not talk like i did not talk about things like i was i've like since very young i was like fake it till you make it i don't know why that little baby knew fake it till you make it (laughs) but like i was on my g shit like i would not talk about things and i think that's until the time the album came um there was just a lot of things to talk about you know so it was fun playing little therapist and like writing all that stuff down and figuring out what I want to talk about. But but at the same time, it was sort of a wake up call to face everything, which I haven't I haven't faced everything. But I mean, like I'm growing. Like I'm still gonna put out an album. Maybe my next album will be out when I'm 27. Maybe it will be out when I'm 35. Like I'm literally so young, and I'm figuring out. Beyond like the music I put out, I'm figuring out what it is the mu- like what the music within is right now, like regaining inspiration and stuff like that. I sort of delved away from the question, but I did answer the question, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I actually wanted to ask because, like you said, you've grown a lot this year. I think from start to finish, with even from the music from the start. So now, the industry—that's what I want to look at. Like your growth in the industry, how has that been? Not the music, like just navigating industry politics and navigating how, you know, people work because it is like a doggy dog kind of universe. So how's it been dealing with that specifically? It's been crazy. And there's been moments where I've gone crazy. <laughs> I had like I had a very turbulent 2022, but like in the most best ways and the worst ways, you know. But I think that like all industries it's great and it's also a piece of shit on the side on a silver plate you know but i have to go back and reference like the support i have like like there's all there's always been people to fall back on when i felt like i was going crazy and um i think that this industry man this industry <laughs> and you know how it is out here it's, it's weird it's, it's a tough weird one out to navigate. here but like honestly i just 
when things crash i just talk to my mama man <laughs> so what would you say is the things that you enjoy about the industry and then the things you just don't want to deal with at all? i don't care anything about the industry mm. at all that's like honestly the truth but i mean it's there it's an entity that i participate yeah and it's an entity that i contribute towards and it contributes back towards me so i have to acknowledge it mm -hmm. but i don't care at them you know yeah like i just i love making music i love performing yeah i'm good at making music and i'm good at performing yeah. and the only relevance the industry has in my life is to give me those opportunities to do that no facts straight yeah so then what would you say is what moment uh professionally has tested you the most uh so far in this journey <laughs> that was <laughs> there's been a few but like there's been a few yeah <laughs> so he's just putting out this part there's been a few i know yeah he knows there's exactly he's like, <laughs> he's like i want to hear this one so he's like he he's was sitting thinking oh i wonder what she's gonna pick <laughs> no because you know you wonder sometimes like yeah, which bro. one is like damn we we almost didn't make it through Been that through one. <laughs> you know, we almost didn't make it through that one. Mm. You know what tested me the most? Mm. I'm, I'm not going to come on here on some sad victim shit. What tested me the most is going through this industry without breaking a nigga neck. Mm, mm, mm. I can only imagine. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I have had to maintain grace and like let me say nicety towards i'm gonna be blunt towards males who genuinely did not deserve it because their conduct not only towards me not only towards other women but their conduct towards each other is just despicable you know um i have also had to bear with being a young girl in a and, a and a young smart girl i know my capabilities you sometimes have to purposefully down dumb yourself down or keep quiet when it is your time to speak in rooms because you're chilling with old big boys who have rusty bones a bit and their rusty bones are being polished by their ego <laughs> i like yeah. the way you put that yeah so yeah, that's been the hardest thing to navigate in this industry is maintaining that level of I'm a great person and like let's vibe, but also respect me. Yeah, that's a tricky thing I think with women in the industry. It's yeah. like how, you know, you always have to draw this line. You always kind of have to have your guard up a bit because mm. you just never know. Like, is this guy really want to work or is there some other ulterior motives here you exactly know? So. and i mean guys i know i'm pretty man y'all gotta stop this tell them tell <laughs> them i'm not <laughs> the only girl out here. i know i'm amazingly gorgeous but let's like <laughs> but mm. anyway yeah also just the business is dirty yeah yeah it's dirty it's been hard navigating the the music business and you know, I have a bit of knowledge in, in the general works of business and in the general, you know, law and stuff and what's right and what's wrong in terms of on on the books. On paper, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you get to music, man, and there's just a lot of shit that don't make no sense how it's happening, you know? And I think that 
it's a lot of times where that just makes me angry not even my own issues like just the way shit is set up but yo what's so weird is i'm very spiritual and um i come from a very spiritual family as well so my mom and my parents were like around when i was deciding to sign and um my mom like on the day that i was like okay shop we're doing this uh, that morning my mom said to me you know whether this experience is good or bad for you you're going to have to know what it's like from the inside because you know what you're trying to do it's beyond it's beyond the music it's beyond you because you know you're you've always been that person who wants to change systems to to make people's livelihoods better and because music is something that i love so much i had to get an understanding of the system if i want to be one of the big players one day and like i said yes i'm young but my brain is switched on yeah. mm. you know and i think that's very important as an artist switch your brains on mm. get a book read <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Read, 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 read. TikTok. Understand your contract. TikTok will not teach you. It's Pick true. up a book. Go to the library. Don't lie. Shit, TikTok like, sometimes we teach me a few things. What's the source? <laughs> okay, no, but it, okay, no. Wikipedia got us. Even Wikipedia. Now it lies something like TikTok, somewhat of a source. TikTok, yeah. I just learned how to cook though. Like that's where I get my recipes from. <laughs> like yeah. for real. Yeah, buddy. How do you? Speaking of TikTok. Um, we see a lot of labels more and more often now sort of pushing the artists to participate in the world of social media artists who have never really been into that kind of thing um and then you see them having to you know do these challenges on tiktok or do like these weird things um to promote music right promote the album um what's your relationship like with social media and then also what are your feelings towards this thing of trying to get viral moments off of you know music that's being pushed by managers and labels man if i had money to pay someone to do my social media accounts yo i would have done that so long ago because i don't know i'll just be doing me you know, I think I try, but also like, to be honest, social media is such is such a weird thing, man. Like, yes, it's like something that you shouldn't prioritize too much because it's literally just, it's an app, it's an internet, what system, whatever. Mm. But that shit ends up controlling your emotions, yeah, exactly. controlling your self-esteem. Like there's been so Changes many how your days can go and, Because oh. you there's see that one idiot. like from my perspective there's been so many times where i'm like why did this get so much attention and when i'm trying to promote my music it doesn't get like as much attention or whatever Mm. it's like it doesn't matter how many hashtags you put on the fucking video Mm. it doesn't matter how many people you tag it doesn't matter if you shot it in 800k <laughs> that thing doesn't pop. It, it doesn't, doesn't pop. pop. Yeah. yeah, and it that is thing's is. gonna ease you, like it's gonna chow you, and like social media is a tricky thing. At the same time, it is we're in a digital world, and we are new age artists, so we do need to use it to promote ourselves and stuff. But at the same time, it's like you can't let it run you. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not as much as you know. I will get 
nominated for like social content creator and i will be seen as a content creator and i will take jobs and do content creation i'm not a content creator mm. and i think they're mixing a lot of artists um they're throwing in as content creators and a lot of artists are saying i'm not a content creator i'm an artist mm. i make music i don't you know um but that that also leads me into another thing because when we talk about the um the tiktoks and the social media would you say that you you feel it's more instrumental to your career or it's more de- uh, detrimental like it's something depends that you feel how like you use it depends depends how you use it i mean i have a team my management my PR team is always telling me you better take that shit down now <laughs> You wild okay, <laughs> right? uh, yeah, yeah, the, oh, yeah, okay. Like what's wrong yeah. with you? Like there'll be times where I get a call from Pindi and she'll be like, and now and mm. I'm like and I already know she's asking about my Twitter and I'm like <laughs> you know, it depends how you use it. Yeah. Even my mom, my mom um is always telling me, you know, focus on the good PR. If you ain't got no positive shit to say that's gonna add to your bread, don't say nothing. Yeah. Facts. And like I think because I've always been so opinionated and I've always been like growing up, I was always a little Miss Freedom Fighter. Like I was always Yeah speaking up even fighting for like, your friends. And, and I was always like so passionate. Like oh mm. I was so passionate. So when you're a public figure, yes you can have passion but because there's so many as watching and because now everyone feels like they have an opinion to what you have to say mm. you're gonna get like a little smack on the butt for some things that you say a lot of things that you say just because <laughs> it's coming from you yeah it's true. and i took a while to understand that like they always be like what you have to say like, yeah. Yeah. they don't care what you have to say stop thinking they care what you have to yeah. say and i'm just like but my voice matters <laughs> my voice matters and my outburst matters yeah. now i'm just like yeah, like for them, it's literally just like people are hateful vibes, bro. Like people are genuinely just out to the head. Now just be vibing, man. Does does isolation play a a big part in your creative process uh, when you're writing these songs or when you're conceptualizing these songs? Because earlier you said, you know, you you didn't speak much as a kid. You know, you're always just in your own head, uh, you know, living in there. But as you've grown older now, finding your voice and sort of trying to find your place in the world, uh, how much of that self-imposed isolation still exists in the way you create? A lot. A lot, yeah. Even when I make my music, like, I don't like a lot of people in my space like if we're in the studio you know it, my preference is just me and the producer like let's just you know have no and i think that a lot of the music or a lot of the ideas that i do have come like in my room lying on my bed just thinking you know or some will come in the most random moments when i dozed off in a random room at night where everyone is having like their moments and i'm just there like and there's a full idea playing in my head and i'm like okay cool you know so but they always come in moments where i'm in my own world even if i'm in a room full of people yeah um and i think that 
I am someone who is able to like adapt to all types of environments, but then that means that like my social battery runs up quickly. Like I, I'm always recharging my social battery. Like I'm always alone. Just even if I'm smoking alone, like I'll, I'm that one person. I Wait think it's better to smoke a. alone, honestly. No, share the weed. Oh my god. <laughs> nah, <laughs> like share the weed, nah, but nah, nah, nah. be like I'd yeah rather be by yourself, man. I like but vibes. anyway, you know, yeah. like at two a.m. I wake up and I'll go sit with a cup of tea and just talk to myself. I love talking to myself since I was a child. Like I mean, I'll talk to myself, shame. Shame. Shout out to my mom. We talk to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> now I do too, man. I won't lie. I'll be having all conversations. So. Yeah, but like, know. do you do it out loud? Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. I'll just be there like Okay so then I need to go And Yeah I'll be saying, yeah, actually, Let me call the Uber now hey, we had <laughs> Do you think that A purple shirt Or a white shirt Would work mm, White shirt yeah. <laughs> I don't, like I don't know If I'll ask myself That one But I We'd look good In a white one I'm always Talking to myself There's a lot to be said Yeah Yeah But then now If uh, so you're saying that yeah you know you would much prefer if it was just you and the producer in studio for the most part so how do you approach collaborating with other artists uh, what's that process like for you and what sort of things should be in place in order for that to work I mean as much as I love my space I am a people's person I understand people as well. I understand we're different and because um, I spend a lot of time being quiet I'm able to really see different perspectives and I'm able to just concentrate on others. So that makes it easy for me to work with other people. I don't, I don't, I don't want drama and I'm not going to bring drama for you. I'm just here to make nice music. Yes, I'm a vibe, but don't waste my time. Like, let's work. Yo, let's work. So in the studio, what would you say your icks are? So like, what gives you the ick in the studio when you're working with someone? Things that you absolutely hate. (laughs) Just so for whoever wants to collaborate in the future, they also know <sighs> Guti. Don't you do can't this. Mix my boys. <laughs> you can't mix. I won't lie. I know not everyone's an engineer and a producer, but yeah. I just like I'm spoiled for choice. So I've only worked with engineers Ish. and with producers who are this engineers girl. as well. So like and the top first, tier guys too. Mm, the first producer I worked with was Lee. Like Lee. Yeah. Exactly. And Lee had my vocal presets. Lee taught me all the vocal presets. So like when I was pulling up to some studios and I was like, okay, well, do you have a Hala Vintage verb? And people were like, like yeah, what is that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just got, you know, yeah. auto verb and fruity loops or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And then they playing it back and I'm like, it's not hitting. It's like, oh, <laughs> am I net or am I future? Like, yeah. But yeah, like, what other, I don't really have a lot of eggs. Just don't be weird. And not That's too many people. Egg. You stick yeah. yeah. Okay. Not too many people, man. Not too many people. How am I? Shout out Lee Global. Um, Lee Global how, how, how instrumental has lee Yo, been now you're gonna make me in this no and like you know feed his ego of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i'm the best like, <laughs> i'm sure he'll be wearing shades he'll be in the house wearing shades listening to this like yeah and of course i am yeah, the yeah, coolest nigga, kid he'll in say, yeah nigga i'm the hardest worker yeah i am who doing it better than me you know i'm the hardest working man in africa which he is um but like i think it's important to you know to speak on these things because a lot of the time, you know, yes, you are the artist, you are the face of this music. Mm. Um, but like you said earlier, 
you do have a team you do have people who help you bring these visions to life and i know that lee has been you know been there since like the beginning right um, that's my brother man yeah so Even how has that like been like me and lee actually haven't been in studio together forever for time now yeah yeah but that's my brother bro like that's the brethren in it mm-hmm. how has that been he was he was instrumental in making the album obviously he's the executive producer you mm. know like lee has helped me so much as an artist as a singer as a writer and like lee has helped me as a person man like just on a you know like when they say that mentorship like i really felt like lee became my mentor naturally because I always found myself like asking him for advice on a daily basis. Like, oh, I always found myself, this nigga don't know this. Damn it, he gonna feel so special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would find myself sometimes just wanting to go to labels just so I can talk to Lee, bro. Like, or set up a session just so I can talk to Lee and be like, Lee, bro, this is what's going on. Like, what should I do? Because I just respect him so much yeah. and his outlook on life and like just the love he has for people, man. And the love he has for inspiring and growing people. And I think that being around that type of energy really made it so easy for me to even make that music because it was such a healthy, fun, safe environment where I felt like I had a big brother that I always wanted, like, you know, and who's super smart and nerdy like me, like, you know, like, yeah. it was like vibes. Yeah. And you I would click. talk, yeah, yeah, I would talk about Kush and be like, yo, bro, so what's Ableton? Like, what's all this shit like you know i'm interested in this shit and you know he would actually be like oh that's dope bro yeah this is what it is and help me like navigate life as a young adult as well and just as someone who has an understanding of the industry from an artist and a businessman perspective he's helped me a lot as well like he's always telling me my nigga we playing chess not checkers relax you know, if there's one people who's always telling me this is how you just, my nigga, calm down. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the go-to quote. <laughs> calm down, just relax. I don't know how many times he's telling me that, but like that shit really works, man. Shout out to Lee, yeah, he was instrumental. He's Shout out Lee Global one I time, mean, man. We know Lee's talent. If you've had the privilege of sitting in a, a room with Lee Global. Yeah. The block is hot. <laughs> that is. <laughs> the block is hot. You know, uh, there was an article that said that we are, we're like Quincy Jones and Michael. And you know what? Yeah. And I read it at first, we were like, hectic. Mm. And, but then I was like, you're fucking right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And like, the crazy thing is, we still have so much to do. Mm. And we still have shit in the vault that we haven't finished that is like crazy shit. But it's like unfinished. Or like, we're going to do it one day, you know? But. Lee's the bro and Lee is going to change a lot of artists' lives, man. In Africa, Lee's, I really know and believe Lee's going to be a mogul in the African industry for music. Yeah, nigga, I gave you a credit. Don't ever say I don't appreciate it. <laughs> we just gave yeah, you the flowers. When, 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 you, when you started working right with now. Lee, when you started, you know, got into the game, started releasing like these snippets on Twitter and just releasing music, you have been positioned as an R&B artist, um, which I mean, it's not wrong, but knowing you and knowing the music that is not released, you're not just an R&B artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see how people you know, respond and react to 
the new stuff that will come the out in the stuff. future, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to all the stuff I've sent you? Of course. Okay, good. I got he's notes. Can you, can no. you yeah. Oh, you have notes. Okay. Yeah. He's saying that song is going to drop in December. And so... The line is with mom. The piano banger. Guys, I'm losing Momo. will drop the song when he drops the song. No audios going out. Yeah, but it's sweet. Um, by the time this show comes out, the song will be, would have been out already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my I'm telling you now, let this be known now. I, I have a chance to record this. We got the biggest song in the country. Now we lie, like it's, it's going done. number one. It's, done. it's Calvin <laughs> fucking Momo. It's of course, done. the album is gonna chart number one. But I need y'all to know, okay? It, the song doesn't have a title as it stands, but y'all call it "Never Fool Me." Never fool me. <laughs> it's gonna be number one. You heard it your first. Pee-wee. The reason why I was setting this up is because um, not everything that comes your way is for you. Like the universe throws ideas and things your way, mm-hmm. but you have to have some sort of discernment to know that this this speaks to me and this is like in alignment with who I am as an artist and a person. Um, for you, how do you navigate that? Because... Like I said, you know, I mean, people know the song now with Calvin. That's a piano track, right? But six, seven months ago, you were just an R&B artist. Mm. That's all people saw you as. Mm. And for you, it may have come naturally. to like, of course, I can make this kind of music. But for other people, they're like, oh, why are you jumping on this sound now? What are you doing? You know? So for you, how do you navigate um, those spaces and ideas to say, yes, this is what I do I can do this or I can align myself with this sort of sound or this sort of uh, music I won't lie I was one of those people those like closed minded people who were like no I'm not gonna sell out and yeah. go to commas and Lee comes in once again like Lee was like no nigga stop being like you're an artist you're American. not yes you're an R&B goddess which goddess <laughs> 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 guys if you heard my fault I swear I'm not just being cocky but yeah um, he was like I need to figure out what I have to offer as this R&B like person in another sound that I enjoy, you know, and the sound of piano that I fell in love with that, you know, Calvin does is soulful. soulful. Mm. I felt like I could slot easily into that pocket because at the end of the day, R&B and soul or soul like the main fundamentals of it is the voice and what you're saying like you know the feeling the it feeling, gives you yeah. yeah and and the music gave me the same feeling that a good R&B track would give me and I just felt like I had a lot to offer to our home sounds as as well you know mm, like yeah. I have a lot to offer in all sounds that I want to dabble in because at the end of the day yes home is R&B but I had to realize and bash that wall that was like, oh, you're a sellout and s- instead think, oh, shit, you can do like anything and it, it can work because it's all part of you. Mu- the entire the entirety of music is you, mm. you know, and all types of sounds. You can translate all types of sounds into something that makes sense. It's a different conversation if I'm jumping, jumping, jumping and it's not working. Mm. 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 We always you say know? that. Yeah. As long as you execute well, then yeah. sure. How Go is ahead. Drake where he is today, yeah. you know? Yeah. How is Beyonce where she is today? How is Kanye where he is today musically, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah, nobody's ever just stayed <laughs> in one. <laughs> nobody's ever just musically. stayed in one. Line, as long as people know, it's not fair, man. <laughs> as long as you know, sometimes it may not be for you, so don't try it. But 
Yeah, but you gotta try. You gotta try. Yeah, but yeah, but try like in your own spare time. Don't bring it to me. Not like though. Wow. No, not even not even in a bad way, but like you know, some things just yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so you know, of course, the Kelvin song will, will come out. Yeah. Incredible song, Thank very you. soulful, Thank you. Uh, very musical. I think that's also what makes sense for me is that, like, you're a very musical person. Yeah. And when you look at Kelvin's production, it's very, very musical. musical it's yeah. it's different to a lot of like the piano that's trending right now. Yeah. You can, there's a clear difference over there. And Why so for me, just in piano, my best friends are sticks, natural, and that camp. Yeah. Because, like, they get it. I mean, they are literally, they're from Momo's like learnership, like he yeah. you know? schooled them yeah. and shit like that, you know? And man, they just got so much soul, man. Like Momo's got so much soul. Even if you have what Momo listens to, like he, does, he doesn't actually listen to much piano. Momo's listening to jazz, baba. But it doesn't come as a surprise. And I always tell artists this, like if you're an, if you're an R&B artist, or if you're a rapper or making hip hop music, mm-hmm. Don't listen to hip hop. Like the best Diversify thing you can do for yourself your is to not it, yeah. listen to hip hop. Yeah. Like that's the best palette. thing you can do. Mm. You know, go listen to some jazz. Or mm. Go listen to whatever, and then come back with Classical. those ideas. Yeah, you know, your mind is open now. You so get me. Come across as like repetitive. Now you're trying to imitate. Yeah. You know, imitating mm. someone else mm. or whatever yeah. the situation. Is. It's always gonna show if you're trying to do that. You get me. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. By the time this song comes out, you know, like I said, uh, it would have been. A great summer. Uh, we would have had yeah. a great inshallah, time. Mean. You know, inshallah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, looking to next year, mm-hmm. uh, what are you at liberty of sharing with our listeners? What what kind of stuff are you working on? No, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm, 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 I'm just here, you know, I'm here fighting for the fans. You know, I'm representing the fans. What, what, what can we... What can we share with the fans in terms of um, ideas or certain songs that you're hoping or collaborations that you have in the pipeline, which you are trying and hoping to, you know, make come alive? When will this come out? Uh, yeah, soon. <laughs> soon, but not soon. It will be after the summer. Yeah. Uh, um, I... <laughs> so in my heart of hearts uh-huh. I would love to drop a little EP for the people yeah. mm. before a big baby EP um, yeah so there's a specific EP we've been working on that is conceptual you know me I'm the conceptual vibe it's conceptual <laughs> it is should I should I <sighs> I race you should. It's practically <laughs> like no. Uh yeah, we we're not gonna no no titles. Yeah, no um, titles. But it's very specific. Yeah. In terms of like concepts, I would even go as far as saying it's even more specific than, than bad, bad weather. Bad weather, it mm. is. Yeah. I think we took our learnings from bad weather. Yeah. And then sort of just able to zone in on like just one thing. Like it's literally just one thing and then it's like how do we expand this one idea you know yeah. um i think that's like the best way yeah. i could describe it I without giving too much, much but you know it's a really good ep mm. um, um well to my knowledge and yeah this um 
this will hopefully happen from next year hey man yeah we ain't no free dogs in this motherfucker you know what i'm saying always working but i saw you uh speak something uh uh, I think it was a tweet. I'm not sure. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I'm, not, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not gonna go crazy. Don't worry. But it's just you had said something about writing uh, screenplays or something like that. I just mm-hmm. wanted to know, like, like wh- where's that inspiration come from? Like, I've always been a writer since I was very young. So when I was mm. in grade five, I had a teacher called Mrs. Smith. She was my English teacher. Shout out, Mrs. Smith. Yeah, one time. Shout out. <laughs> She was my English teacher, I think my registered teacher, and she noticed that I had a writing gift, so she made me get like an A5 book, and every week I had like separate homework to go and write either a story or a poem or like a play or something or dialogue for her, and then she would like mark it, not that like for school, school marks, just like mark it and then give me like advice and or like she'd buy me a suite if she liked it she was amazing and um i remember that making me fall in love with writing you know and making me fall in love with stepping into another world and just writing a story so by the time i got to high school actually my love for drama and theater developed in primary school i had a teacher another teacher called um madame but Madame was amazing. Yeah. She taught visual arts and drama and drama as well. But her surname was some sh- long. She like Mrs. Demesia La Pavanche. Something Yo, like that. Yo, La Pavanche. Yeah, I was like, like, yeah, she was like, <laughs> oui. Oui, oui. Um, and she made me like fall in love with drama because like she was just like, you're so amazing. And I was like, oh, I am. And then like, I realized I love <laughs> And then I got to high school. By the time I got to high school, um, I started actually doing like actual plays. And um, I started getting involved in theater like for real. And then as I graduated high school, I was like very, very into physical theater specifically and and movement. I was, I was um, sort of majoring in like movement work and physical theater and poor theater as well so i had an intense fascination of creating a show of nothing and um that is where my love for conceptualizing everything comes from it's from it's from you know studying physical theater and the types of theater that i loved and just being able to somehow still have an entire narrative that is just hits home off of someone moving their body intensely you know um and i was also really obsessed with musical theater i did a lot of musical theater <clears throat> i remember shout out to my friend gamva she's also a songwriter shout out shout out so dope so yeah. talented yeah so i'm gonna give her a shout out very quickly she's from um port elizabeth so i met her there and um yo where was i going with this oh shoot we did a musical in grade 10 yeah 2017 it was a musical review and we were part of the dream girls and we actually won an award at the show with time with something showtime awards some eastern cape awards for best trio something like that nice. in a musical group yeah. destiny's child mm. <laughs> and i remember i think i was in grade 11 on my trick i won the gold award for like the woodridge arts festival which was like the whole of like 
the Eastern Cape schools coming together and then yeah. oh, there was wow. like a senior come and I had to do like a monologue. I did my monologue, I performed my monologue child and I oh. they say and the winner is <laughs> me bitch. Yeah. You know <laughs> I was heavy into arts and uh, I yeah drama. and um <clears throat> I always say theater has always been my first love actually even more so than music because as much as like you know I was doing singing now and then in church and I was in choir and church and everything it was like the one passion that I picked up and was actively putting effort and energy into like the one thing that I was actively critiquing myself on like yeah and trying to improve in with theater you know and I think in school I was lucky to have a teacher who's very serious about his art and therefore instilled that energy on me about being very serious about my art so even though i was in school like I was, we were treating the like our shit was like it was a full job like yeah. mm. we'd have the musical we did like rehearsals would run until like 2 a.m and then i'm um, in i still have to go to school the next day you know and push a full day of school but we were doing it because we had commitment for this art you know i'm still beefing nasa skole because then I fumanai honors blazer young guys give her the honors blazer yeah, come on give her the, they probably Please. can run nah, it right now right now they trying to I'm, they, <laughs> right now they be like if I come back and speak to my girls you know like be yeah. like what's yeah. up yeah. Yeah. actually on that point though I want to ask because like you've mentioned honors you've mentioned awards how important are these accolades to you and winning things and you know kind of being recognized in that light it's not like utterly important but i mean it is nice to be celebrated we always enjoy to be celebrated yeah, no, yeah. you know of course, of course. so when those moments do come i'm very appreciative of them but i'm not i'm not here to claim anything before it i know it is mine yeah. you know i'm not going to just like claim ah but sometimes it's obvious yes <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just got to believe sometimes some things are just obviously must just believe and just yeah, be quiet exactly no, really. there's there's going to be a lot of awards for you in the future. Um, inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, there'll be a lot of uh, awards. Uh, we've come to the end. I think we can wrap it up over here. Nanette, thank you so much for coming through and being our first guest. Oh my yep. God. This is very historic. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for always showing love to the show and supporting. Thank um, you. I love you guys. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah, guys, this has been the best case you could podcast, aka the podcast about yeah. nothing. I was not alone. I was joined hey. by my brethren, Bill and my just Prince Dre's, <laughs> and for the first time on the show, Nanette. Period. Until next time, the stay shine of R&B, peace and love, the goddess Yo, of R&B. <laughs> <laughs>